Hello, everybody, and today we have a really cool episode where we bring on another podcaster that does similar stuff to what we do to just have a discussion. And so today you're going to hear a discussion that Shannon Weinstein from the Keep What You Earn podcast and myself have just regarding this whole idea of tax savings, podcasting, and everything else. So I'm super excited for you guys to hear that conversation. But before we get into that, I want to let you guys know that starting next year, we're going to do something a little bit different with the podcast. We're going to have certain episodes where we're going to answer your questions. And so as part of that, you're going to be able to submit questions and we're going to answer the exact questions that you're looking for. We have a special place on our website to submit your questions, which is open now and you can start filling that out. So all you have to do is go to taxsavingspodcast.com Click the podcast tab up top, go all the way to the bottom, and there'll be a form there that you can submit with the questions you have, and your question might just be on our next episode. So again, today we have a really cool episode with Shannon Weinstein with the Keep What You Earn podcast. I think you guys are going to love the conversation that we have. And again, starting next year, we're going to do a little bit of different type of episodes every once in a while. We're answering listener questions directly. If you would like your question answered, go to Tax Savings Podcast. Dot com, click podcast, and then scroll to the bottom, and there's an area, a form that you can submit to submit your question. Thanks, everyone. Enjoy the conversation with Shannon, and if I don't talk to you before then, and you are a celebrator of Christmas, Merry Christmas to you. So I'm looking forward to today's episode because we have a bit of a crossover episode and a little bit of background. Uh, when I was building my business uh, for a few years back in 2018, 19 and beyond, I would listen to podcasts in the car. I would listen to business podcasts. I would listen to personal development. And one of my staple podcasts was the Small Business Tax Savings Podcast, which was hosted by Mike Jezoshek, which is today's guest. And I'm excited to have him on. We're going to be doing a crossover episode between our two shows, which is a really cool experience for me because I took a lot of inspiration from this podcast as I was building my own business. And I love how Mike can break down really complicated tax subjects, but give you enough information to be really helpful. And I use his approach as a lot of inspiration in what I do. And I'm excited to share a bit of his perspective with you. And I encourage you follow along with his podcast. It's wonderful. Small Business Tax Savings. You're going to find it on all platforms. And his Facebook group is also great. Now, uh, it's called Small Business Tax Secrets. I'm sure there'll be links in the show notes for all this stuff. And Mike actually noticed that I was interacting in his group. I was helping answer some questions. We connected and we got to chatting about how similar our approach is and our perspective on not only the entrepreneurship kind of landscape right now, but in accounting and the mindset that goes into building a practice. So you're going to hear from both perspectives. If you're an accountant listening to this, this is a must listen. And if you're an entrepreneur, there's a ton of great jam-packed advice in here on how to decipher good advice online, how to find a professional that's looking out for you, and how to educate yourself on these types of complicated topics while also empowering yourself. And one of the things we do touch on is competition and how everyone is welcome in this space and how he and I coexist and not just coexist, but collaborate. And I'm really excited to share this episode with you. If you're a fan of his show, I'm so happy to share more of it with you. But if you're not already following him, again, I encourage you make sure you're following that podcast as well as a supplement to what we're doing here. All right, let's hear from Mike. 
Hey everyone, we have a really special episode today. If you're listening to the Keep What You Earn podcast or the Small Business Tax Savings podcast, we're actually doing a crossover episode with myself and Mike Jezoshek, who's also a CPA. Uh, Mike, introduce yourself and say hi, and then I'll do the same. Yeah, Shannon, happy to be here with you, and this is going to be a fun one. Uh, My name is Mike Jezoshek, CPA and uh, host of the Small Business Tax Savings podcast, and Really kind of just here of a mission as similar to Shannon's is to just help business owners be aware of kind of the tax saving strategies that are available to them. And my name is Shannon Weinstein. I'm a CPA, uh, fractional CFO. And I, uh, similar to Mike, like you said, I'm on a mission here to empower more small business owners through knowledge and provoking curiosity on these topics, uh, especially in times when it feels really overwhelming and stressful to be a business owner. So we're really excited to be here. And um, the first thing I want to talk through, Mike, is... What's going on right now with small business owners, the hesitation, the stress, the overwhelm, and the fear that we're all feeling right now, either through headlines or just what's going on? Like, what's your pulse of it right now? What are you hearing from business owners? Well, you know, I I think it's always about, you know, drilling into what the news is telling you. But this is this is as business owners at its core, right? I, I, I think business owners are always filled with this idea of fear. And so if it's not the news talking to them, it's something internally talking to them. And you know, I've I've been a business owner of some sort for for all of my career. And and I've always had this standpoint of what do I do tomorrow when everything breaks and falls? And that's never happened. But I've always had that fear and it's what I go through every day as a business owner is saying like, okay, I need to make sure I got something set up or some type of foundation built so that when everything crumbles tomorrow, which is never going to happen, I have kind of a path forward to go for that. And it wasn't until recently where I've been able to like just kind of fight myself past that and be like, stop this. You know, it, it hasn't happened in 20 years. It's not going to happen. But what can we do? What 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 can I do to myself or tell myself? to help avoid that, that, that line of thinking. And, uh, you know, that's, I, I think that's the biggest part is there's fears there. We just got to embrace the fear and say, okay, that's, that's part of, that's part of where we're in. If we're working as a, an executive at a company, there's going to be fear there too. So there's fear in, in things that you do embrace it, but then how can you also ensure that it doesn't stop you? And if anything, how could you use that fear to, to motivate you in your business? Yeah, I like that. I mean, a good fire under my butt does a good job of, you know, motivating. And I think with small business owners I talk to, there's a lot of hesitation on uh, making a leap, making a commitment, becoming a small business owner, going all in on the business because of all the responsibilities, like whether it be taxes, right, filings, um, legal stuff, and all of it's super overwhelming and stressful that they hesitate because they're like, I don't know if I'm ready for all these responsibilities. Mm Mm-hmm. And what I always say too is collaborate with people in your industry, collaborate with your your competitors, if you want to call it that, because they're going through the same thing that you're doing. And if you're collaborating with them, you can share things that are working for you and they can share things that are working for them and where your struggles are. And I, and I honestly think that was a, a shift too. And I mean, we're sitting here talking on a podcast and we both have similar podcasts. And, and that to me is not anything that I'm concerned about. There's I, there's a point in your life where you have to say, there is so much business out there. Instead of looking at everybody else's competition, someone that's going to take this away from me or anything like that, why not work together? And why not share with you what's working for me? And, and I share with you what's working for, or you share with me what's working for you and collaborate together so that we can try to tackle this and help everybody that we serve even better. You know, yes. some people 
are going to like my personality. Some people are going to like your personality. Some people are going to be live closer to you and feel more comfortable with that. And you, we serve different industries and there's so many different changes and, and aspects about competitors that I started to erase that idea of a competitor across my mind. And it, when you come to accountants, it's funny because accountants are very guarded. Um, mm-hmm. So it's very hard to get to an accountant then and, and try to share tips because they're, they're going to be like, they could be halfway across the country serving everybody local and they're just, they're, they don't want to share anything good with you because they're afraid that you're going to come after their clients or something. But when you start to erase that term of competitor in your mind and think of how can we collaborate together? We're all on the same journey. Let's work together on this point. And I think that can help with some of those, those fears or those struggles that you're going through. Because guess what? The person that's doing the same thing as you down the road is also going through those same struggles. I totally agree. And I think that especially like in the accounting profession that we're both in, um, it doesn't serve anyone to like try to uh, hold anyone else back. Like by, by trying to either take business away or detract from someone else earning business does not make you better off. It's just like, you know, putting someone down doesn't lift yourself up. So, uh, all the time. And I've had, you guys know, I've had several CPAs on this show. If you're listening to keep what you earn, we, we have CPAs all the time on the show because why they bring unique perspective and there's always something else to learn and something else to see from their, their viewpoint. And what's really interesting is, and I just talked about this on another episode, um, you want to find someone who has your risk tolerance. You're going to want to find someone who has your type of approach and that you click with and communicates well with you. And who am I to get in between a client finding that for themselves if it's not with me? Because Mm -hmm. it probably wouldn't work out with me anyway. It's really, it's going to sound funny, but it's like dating. It's like, you can't guarantee they're a good match anyway. They're not yours to own. It's just, it's our duty to find the best matches possible. And frankly, you know, for you and I as CPAs, we're on the same team in our industry, just trying to get people to listen to us. <laughs> like we're out yeah, there just exactly. trying to fulfill on our mission and we're getting in our own way if we're trying to like stab each other in the back. So I don't believe in that either it was competition whatsoever. I'm like, we're on the same team in this industry also trying to combat what's hitting really everybody right now. It's just, it's, it's joining forces. and one of the things that I wanted to talk about with you is, um, I mean, currently we're in 2022, you know, it's, it's not that often that our type of subject matter hits the headlines. Um, but when it is, usually it's not great. (laughs) (laughs) And there's a lot of news right now about like the IRS and audits and them catching up and, you know, funding and taxes and all these things. And I feel like a lot of people are turning to us for insight um, what is the advice that you're offering small business owners right now that are are approaching you that way? You know, I, I think, you know, to be honest, I, I'm excited about this. I don't know if you've been trying to get a hold of the IRS or trying to get stuff in the mail or something answered, and it's it's just impossible right mm-hmm. now. And so um as far as I'm concerned, I when we're advising people and we're working with clients and, and you're the same way I know this, we're doing everything according to law. Mm-hmm. Even if we're aggressive with what we're doing, the type of strategies that we're implementing it, we would never advise someone to do something illegal. And so if anything, all I'm saying is it with added potential, maybe audit audits will increase or something like that. But all that means to you is that these things that we've been saying is to provide, provide us documentation, keep your receipts, you know, hiring your kids, make sure you're recording everything, make sure you have the right documents in place. All those things we've been always been saying is now you just maybe want to do it 
you know, maybe you weren't doing it for the past couple of years, maybe start doing it, but it's nothing changes from what we've been doing because we're still using the tax law the way it was written. So I, I, I don't know. I, I don't, I, I find it crazy. There's so many people that are saying, oh, people are going to get, oh, they're going to start targeting small businesses and all that. And I think that if you're doing things the right way, keeping good documentation, still being aggressive, still utilizing the tax code the way it was written, I'm not concerned about anything. Yeah. You have nothing to worry about, you know, unless you've been procrastinating um, and not listening to your accountant. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I think that, you know, if hopefully if you're listening to our shows, you're not in that position. (laughs) <laughs> that's the goal. Not to mention to, you know, there's so many people are always scared of the IRS and state agencies. The people that you're working with, they're, they're normal people. They're, they're yeah. people just like us too. They're just, that's just their profession. Like, and so I've, you know, been through audits and, and I don't even know if they're necessarily audits, but just IRS asks for additional documentation. You're providing, you're having that conversation with them. I've never had a bad conversation with someone from a state or IRS. It's always been good. And, you know, they're probably looking at, and you know, those people that are really abusing the system and trying to take advantage, being greedy, you know, those are the people that maybe they do have bad experiences because they can see right through it. But, you know, if you're just making honest mistakes and making adjustments from that, you know, they're, they're normal people. They're willing to work with you. So I always say, don't be afraid of the IRS. Don't be afraid of the state agencies. In fact, you know, just don't ignore them and just get back to them. They, they, They just want to resolve it just as quick as you do. Yeah, I totally agree with that. Uh, you know, what advice do you have when it comes to finding good information and good advice right now when it comes to taxes or business strategy or financial management? Because there's a lot of of messages going on out there. There's a lot of social media. There's a lot of articles. There's all this stuff, right? And everyone's friend is now suddenly an expert. Um, but <laughs> what do you recommend in terms of like distilling that down, where to find good advice, um, you know, when you have a question, how to handle it, right? What, what are your best pieces of advice for folks who are just wanting some answers to questions, but don't know where to turn? Yeah, that's, that's a good question. And I struggle with this, not necessarily on, on the tax side, accounting side, but mm-hmm. in different areas of my life. And, and, and one thing that I've always done is, is I, I like to create consistency, you know, consistency with who I'm getting information from. Now, it doesn't mean that it has to be one person that I'm constantly getting it from, but just I'm following people that I have looked at and say, okay, they're credible or, you know, they've been doing this for 10 years and they have four years of podcast or they have, you know, whatever, you know, I'm looking at that and looking at them as credible. So I always say, what is the credibility of that person that you're following? And then create consistency. You know, you're going to hear a ton of different stuff about the same exact topic or strategy. And some of them aren't going to align. And so that's where when they when you don't see something align, you kind of go back to that original source you have and say, okay, this guy's saying this, this girl's saying this, you know, how can I create that bridge and say, okay, where is there some information being missed? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, I'm a golfer. And so I'm always looking at golf tips and strategies and how to make my swing better because it's awful. Uh, but one thing I always, I, I would always listen to a new person on YouTube teaching golf. And it got to the point where they everyone was contradicting each other. And here I am trying to take in information from this. And so I finally was like, okay, I, I know five guys, five girls that I really love the content that they're putting out. I'm just going to keep it consistent. Like I'm listening to their tips. If I see somewhere else, I'll try to find that consistency in somebody that I do know and have vetted as someone that that I trust. So I, I think that's the biggest thing is, is, is create consistency, but also, you know, try to look for who you who you feel is credible. And I think that 
you know, just by listening, just by watching, just by hearing the stuff that they're saying, and then following up and doing your own research on it can kind of say, hey, what are you, where's the, what's the credibility meter at on this type of thing? Yeah. Because the thing is too, and you know, when you talk about tax strategies is someone on TikTok can can describe a strategy one way and you're like, that can't be real. It's real, but they're forgetting to say, you know, X, Y, and Z, the, the key important factors like, uh, you know, hiring your kids as an example, you can hire your kids and they pay, potentially pay no income taxes on it. But that one sentence can be taken and turned in different ways. And now you have someone that's got a one-year-old that isn't doing any work. And there's like, oh yeah, my, I heard on TikTok, you can pay my one-year-old $12,000 and they don't pay taxes on it. I'm like, okay, well, that, that could be true, but you, you have to look into the details further than that. Yeah. And we have to keep in mind that most of these people who are creating such content, they have 30 to 60 seconds to grab your attention. And that is not enough time to give you the nuance of, you know, the fine print <laughs> of mm-hmm. how it actually works. What they're, what I tell everyone is to go in with the mindset of they are there to get your attention for 30 seconds. So they're going to give you the highlight reel of what can happen in an optimal scenario. And then it's up to you to decipher how you can use that in your unique situation. Um, but that's where you need to have the help of a pro on your side. Um, and you know, when it comes to seeking advice, we were just talking about this before we hit record, um, in our approach to education, which is like a lot of accountants out there withhold information. It's my belief that, you know, our industry, Mike used to be, used to be selling information, right? Like there used to be walking encyclopedias of tax knowledge that like they were, they were, you know, Fort Knox of, I'm not telling you that unless you pay me. And now my freaking lamp on my bookshelf can answer me questions about IRS tax code, (laughs) which is amazing. I can tell Google Siri and all these things and they will answer questions. I have, I have tried this and I'm like, wow. So what is our new role? right? What is our new function as CPAs if we're not selling information, right? And I don't know about, I I should say, I don't know about you because I haven't asked you this, but I do kind of know this, that we probably share the belief that information should be free, that, you know, information should be abundant and free out there enough to help someone. But maybe, you know, if it helps the 80, 90% of people, right? The, of those situations. Tell, tell me about what you were saying before, uh, before we hit record, you were talking about like, you know, you don't, you didn't come from tax either. So you were researching questions and just tell me that story. Yeah. And I think that this, this is something that, you know, we, we related to, but, yeah. uh, I, I didn't come from tax. And so I was working with tax accountants that I would refer clients out to. And, uh, but every once in a while they'd come and ask me a question and I'm like, well, I, I should probably know that answer. I should, I should, I should be able to at least give them an answer. So I'd reach out to the tax accountant and, and the question would be very simple, very basic. And they're always like, well, it depends. You know, we need more details. We need to know what else is going on in this situation. And every time I would ask about a question, something like that, it always would come up to, it depends. And I would get pushed down the road. And again, I don't know if it's because they didn't want to give misinformation. Um, they wanted to talk to the client specifically. I don't, I don't know what it is, but it, it was consistently happening with many different accountants. And, and so finally it got to the point where I was like, okay, I know it depends. Everything depends and everything is specific to your situation. That's what we always say. You know, there's disclaimers on everything. Like, go talk to your attorney. Go talk to your accountant. Here's some really good advice. Go talk to somebody else about it. Um, we know everything depends, but so much information is is so consistent. 
to the point where it doesn't depend. So for 80% of the cases, or at least 80% of a tax strategy, it really doesn't depend. Like here are some key things to think about. And then the re- the remaining 20% of implementation of that strategy, maybe it does depend. And that's where you want to kind of fine tune it for your specific situation. But that's where I started. You know, I, I got into tax because I didn't have a, va- a resource that I could go to that could just give me straight, basic, general answers to items. And I knew that there was generality to so much of the things that we talk about. And so that's what that's that's really how I got started into the podcasting area is because I was like, people need to know this type of stuff. And the problem that if a client was coming to me and then I just tell them, well, it depends, that client is losing out on a tax strategy that they could very well be taking advantage of and that they totally qualify for. But I just gave them a blanket answer of of it depends. And I'd be curious, Shannon, mm-hmm. I've, I have a theory about this, but I've always wondered, you know, why don't your traditional accountant give much tax planning advice? You know, most accountants out there don't give a ton of tax planning advice. You know, they, they look at tax planning as estimates and stuff like that. And so I'm just curious, do you have a thought on, on I have a theory, but I think it's a little bit out there, but. I also have a very like candid opinion too, where I go, if you're not going to give tax planning advice, don't complain when your clients show up unprepared in April. So Mm. like, if you're not going to, if you're not going to contribute to a better pool of clients, don't be surprised when you don't have a better pool of clients. Um, it, one thing that drives me crazy is the lack of proactive change in our industry in reversing a lot of the things that annoy us as accountants, right? So one of the ways is to teach tax planning concepts and to teach good habits. So I call like the tax hygiene, right? Of Mm -hmm. how to do things properly. Um, but I think that if people hesitate, accountants are very risk averse. So we have been taught, and I know this from all of my degree and from CPA exams and everything is like, be careful what you say, because what you say will be used against you. We all act like we're all constantly going to have every email subpoenaed and everything that comes out of our mouth will be read in court. Like that's how we are programmed. Um, And coming from someone, interestingly enough, who has had that happen, I have been deposed in Washington, D.C. in front of the PCAOB. I have had my laptop taken. I have had all my emails read. Um, That was not fun. But (laughs) even coming from someone who's had that happen, uh, I still am very liberal with what I say. And the reason why is because I know for a fact that no one is actually going to go. uh, um, It's the risk. It's the cost benefit. Like, if hundreds of thousands or thousands of taxpayers have access to information that will help them get 80% of the way to the end zone on a particular tax question or issue, that is worth it to me for that like one person who's probably going to misinterpret something, miss, you know, uh, uh, misapply it and not get someone's help in actually executing it and potentially have, and potentially suffer from that. Um, but again, I disclaim it and say like, I, I don't know your whole situation, but for most people and for general reasons, like I use a lot of terms too, Mike, like it appears that generally what I commonly see is if you can, um, what's the word? Like qualify. If you can qualify what you're saying, I think it can still be very effective while also getting the point across that, Hey, this is a little bit nuanced and it's kind of like asking a doctor for, for health advice. I don't know your whole situation, but if I were to make certain assumptions, this is what I would say. That is a very healthy answer, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And and I think it really goes back into one thing that you touched on is like, if, if so many, if I can get my content out to so many people and that one person misinterprets it and that, that turns into a, a bad situation, mm-hmm. I'm happy with that. And, and I think this kind of goes back to that collaboration idea that we yeah. originally talked about, you know, why are people afraid to collaborate? You know, and, and it might be a point where, you know, they're, they're just too greedy. I don't know. I think if we look at our situation is my, my true mission mm-hmm. is to help small business owners understand and know the tax strategies that are available to them. My goal or my mission is to help small business owners. Now, ultimately, I need to make a living. So ultimately, yeah. there is some type of monetization that I plan to do with that. But if my only idea was monetization, I wouldn't want to collaborate with other people. I wouldn't want to, to, to help with that angle of helping small business owners. And I think that's the way that we look at things differently. And then I think that every industry can look at things differently is what is your end goal and how can you help that end goal while also monetizing it and making a living for yourself in between there. And that that competitor next door is not the person standing in the way of making that happen. Yeah. Who are you ultimately serving? is the question. Who are you in service of? Are you in service of yourself, your family, which again, no judgment, no, you know, no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But are you in service of the small business owner? In which case, don't get in the way of them getting the information they need and don't get in the way of them, you know, implementing something that could be useful for them. Um and I think that there's a lot of like old paradigms in our industry around, you know, that time is money, so if they need me to do certain things, I need to, you know, charge hourly or to, you know, um, there's just like all these like hesitations. I feel like there's this constant like, um, tension between accounting clients and accountants where clients don't know what they're, what to actually order, like what to ask for. And the accountants are waiting for them to ask them questions. And we're in this weird tense stalemate, like two magnets with the same polarization. (laughs) Like that's how it always feels because they get nothing done. If somebody isn't willing to come and overextend into, the other zone and say, Hey, how can I help you? Yeah. You know, one thing that I I read a while back and it was a book called they ask you answer. And the concept of this, it was, uh, uh, the owner, the person wrote the book owned like a pool company. They, they, they built pools. And, And so what he did is, is he started to, to take all the questions that his clients were asking the potential sales guys or sales calls they were asking on sales calls. And he started to take all those and just answer them in the form of a blog post. And within that idea, so he's taking all of these trade secrets in this pool building business and putting them all up on a blog. He would then also look at his competitors out there and he would write reviews on his competitors or talk about his competitors on his site and not like bad talking, but saying, hey, they do these things really, really well. Yeah. And, and finding good things that his competitor was doing and, and outlining it on his blog. And so people would search like top five pool companies in X and so city or whatever it was. And his blog post would show up and it would be, you know, three competitors and then his company on there. And, but the concept beside behind the idea was that, Hey, I'm going to provide so much free information. If somebody wants to learn everything they want about this topic, I'm going to provide it to them. And I know ultimately that's going to lead to monetization down the road. I know ultimately people are going to say, I don't want to do this. I don't want to build my own pool. I want to buy somebody. I want somebody to do it for me. And who is probably the first person I'm going to ask to do that? The person that I read 30 articles from telling me how to build my own pool is probably the person I'm going to ask to build my pool because they know what they're doing. And I think that that's kind of this, this idea of this content creation is um, provide a lot of content information. So many people are going to take it and run with it and never talk to you again. 
great. You're helping those people out. Um, at some point, people are going to come and want to work with you. Absolutely. And um, I'll add to that. This is another conversation I recently had around specifically accountants, but this goes with anyone. If you're a small business owner, um, this is true for everyone in your industry, which is like why we have to focus on trust-based marketing. I think that's the best marketing is when you can build trust and reliability in that exact example, which is you're front of mind if you're the one who's been in their inbox this whole time offering that value. Even if it doesn't get Mm -hmm. opened, um, even if there's no action taken, even if there's nothing monetized in that email, even if it's just a, hey, I thought of you, you know, I had this tip to share with you. If you can truly step out of your own self-interest for a second and serve your customer and you can just deliver value and build trust, that is like the solid brick foundation that you need in good marketing to have a really like long, uh, long road ahead. I mean, I haven't used, I don't know, I haven't used any like inorganic, I haven't used any paid ads or anything like that. I've just been pretty much all my business comes from showing up consistently as I'm sure it has for you too. Cause you've been in the podcasting game much longer. Yeah, it's so true. It, it was funny when we first started our podcast, I had mm-hmm. a couple of YouTube videos up on YouTube and someone on our team said, well, why don't you throw them on a podcast? I didn't know anything about podcasts. I didn't yeah. listen to them. So I put them up three episodes, like six months later, someone said, Hey, I've been listening to your episodes on your podcast. Uh, how do I get to work with you? And I'm, and I, I kind of sat back and went, what, what are you talking about? I'm not, a, I don't even know anything <laughs> about podcasts. And I was just like, Oh yeah, that's what I did six months ago. And it's like, okay, people need this information. People are searching for it. Let's provide it. And this is not specific to accountants or tax or any other world. No. People are looking for so much information and they, they want to learn it. And they will eventually get to a point where they say, hey, I can either do this on my own or they're going to get to a point where they're like, I just want to hire someone because I think I know what I'm doing. But at the same time, like, I we just built uh, something in our house where I was kind of trying to do it all on my own. And I got to the point where I was like, ah, I think I know how to do it because I read this guy, watches YouTube videos, everything else. But I'm just going to hire him because I, I, I don't think I'm doing it right. I probably was doing it right, but peace of mind is when I went to hire them and said, you know, I I want your help on this. So any industry can do that. Now we'll say it takes time. You know, this is a very long game approach. Uh, But if you can see, again, if your passion is to help your end user, kind of like you mentioned, you know, what, who are you looking to serve? And if that passion really is the end user of, of who you serve, um, I think you can enjoy that time together, that enjoy that time of putting content out there. Not to mention, Shannon, you were talking about this before we recorded. You know, a lot of times we use podcasts too to refer to to direct people that have questions to us. How do I hire my kid? What do I, what's a 1099? Yeah. Check out this episode, then let's talk. Exactly. And I've used that especially well. You know, if I can tell someone, hey, check out this episode, then let's connect and let me know what questions you have. That conversation that we had was so much more productive. Mm-hmm. We got done in 20 minutes, what maybe would have took an hour. In those 20 minutes, we were implementing versus just talking high-level strategy because they did already. They did all that from reading a blog post or you know listening to a podcast episode. So you know, I recommend people that are looking to get into this area or are looking, you know, want to help grow in an organic way like this. Um, check out the book they ask you answer. That was kind of one of the motivations I that. that I had to get into this. Um, but you know, th- there's a lot of opportunities out there. Oh, totally. And, um, you mentioned like the, we were talking about how this turns into like an FAQ library, like we were saying, and, um, yeah. 
conversely, like when you have access to good resources, I think that what people misunderstand is that when we say that you need to add value to your customer, that you have to be the source of all answers. And that's not the case. So one thing I mentioned to you was that I use your podcast as FAQ. I actually send episodes of yours out to people. So if you're listening to this and you've interacted with me in the DMs, I may have sent you one of Mike's episodes at some point and said, listen to this. He does a great job of explaining it better than I could right now, this second. Why mm-hmm. recreate something if someone's already done it well? You know, why not just say, save everyone the time? And what am I afraid of? That they're going to go hire you? And, and like as much as they could, because you're great and the podcast is great. I also have faith that the value I just delivered is saving them a lot of time. The, I just showed up and I delivered value in the form of a quick answer, a strong resource, and frankly, enough confidence to say, hey, I could explain this to you, but here's a link <laughs> where Mike does it in 10 minutes. And I just want you to listen to that because I thought he did a great job of explaining that. Let me give that right to you. I have no qualms about sending people to other CPAs if I have material that actually serves it. So there's another motivator too, to like produce content because I'm going, there are people sharing my content. There are other accountants that I'm sure are sharing mine and sharing yours. And that's really cool when you almost have a free uh, marketing and sales team, advocates out there helping uh, spread the message. So true. Yeah, no, that's so true and, and, and on point. And I, I think that just goes again to this idea, you know, the fear of, that the guy next door, the girl next door, that business next door is going to take everything. Start to to, to erase that from your mind. And, and again, look at ways that you can collaborate because I think that you will find a lot of that fears get taken away. You know, in, in my business and businesses that I've been, um, you know, I think as entrepreneurs, a lot of times we feel lonely. We're, we're on this, we feel like we're on this journey alone. Yeah. Uh, but so is every other entrepreneur that is in your same industry they all feel that same way. <laughs> so why not take that fear and, and work together on it and say, hey, you're lonely. You feel alone. I feel alone. We do the same exact thing. Why don't we get together and be like, okay, what, what's working for you? How are you fighting this? What are you doing here? Because so many times the problem that I have, somebody's fixed. And that problem that that person has, I fixed. But we don't know about it. And, and, and so that's that gives a lot of opportunities. Now, what I'm not saying is go back and try to copy everybody. Like the, uh, when we talk about collaboration, it's not this idea of creating replicas of the same thing. No, it's like you do things your way, they do things their way, but how can you kind of share and, and, and tweak different systems or processes or whatever it is that make it work for the way that you do business? And so I, I think that's a clear indicator is that when you look at collaboration, it's not trying to create like a franchise or a McDonald's version of this. That's not it. it, it it's just taking wins and losses and helping people continue along that journey. Oh, totally. And, and it's the, that abundance versus, versus the scarcity mindset. I think that's actually the root of all of it. What you were talking about with why don't, why don't accountants like embrace this? And I think it's a scarcity mindset because I think we've all been trained that like a client that you take is a client I don't take. There's some type of like client pool in the form of a pie somewhere. And if you get a piece of the pie, I don't get a piece. And Mm -hmm. That is a really toxic mindset for a business owner to have because there's enough to go around for everyone, especially right now, and especially for our profession, because we are more in demand than ever. And there are less professionals coming up through the, uh, you know, the order, I guess, (laughs) through college majors and so on. I'm actually speaking to a group uh, next week 
talking to college students, trying to inspire them to become accounting majors because that is a challenge right now. So mm. there's nothing to worry about in spreading more of the same message. And I think that's one thing that we need to get across to the profession as a whole. Yeah, absolutely. Amazing. Um, Mike, I've loved this conversation. Uh, I know I could chat with you forever on it, uh, <laughs> but I want to uh, sort of wrap things up here for our listeners and just do a quick overview. Where can folks hear more from you? Um, tell us about your podcast, where they can find more. Um, and because you're on multiple media, so I want you to just uh, tell us all about everything you have going on. Yeah, absolutely. So if you just type in small business tax savings podcast on really any type of podcasting platform, you'll find us there. Uh, you can also find us on our podcast website where we do a blog post for every podcast as well, taxsavingspodcast.com. We also have a free Facebook group that you can join. Just type, go into Facebook, type in small business tax secrets and answer a few questions. And you'll probably see a lot of Shannon responding in there as well as she's been super helpful in our group uh, responding to people. Um, so yeah, those are kind of the three main areas. You can find pretty much everything as a central hub at taxsavingspodcast.com. Yeah. And if, uh, if you're looking for more from us, I'm, my podcast is called Keep What You Earn. And uh, we have a couple, we have several different resources. We have online courses for new business owners if you're really looking to DIY. Um, but one of the biggest things we have is our Keep What You Earn community. Much like Mike's community, uh, Small Business Tax Secrets, we also have a listener community where you can interact with me, our guests, and ask questions in a safe space. We call it the judgment and jargon-free zone. So if you want to come join us, um, there's going to be a link in the show notes for that as well. Uh, Mike, thanks so much for joining me for this conversation. I've been looking forward to it. I've been a fan of your podcast. I learned a lot of what I know now because of the way you explain things. So I just want to say thank you for putting that content out there because it is making an impact. Yeah, Shannon, thanks for putting this together. And you know, let's do this more often. It's a lot of fun. It's it's fun to hear from you know other people that are doing something similar too, and and share that with other business owners. I think that's uh, been an awesome conversation. So thanks for putting this together. Of course. All right. We'll see you guys next time.